Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, welcome, welcome to the Taz Show. Yep, that's right, podcast. This is a podcast, just like yesterday's podcast dropped. This is a, this, these are true podcasts. These are not live first, live first run. This is a real podcast like yesterday was. So I know there's still some confusion uh, on the cusp of 500 shows and some people are still confused. But, so it's okay. I'm a patient man. Seth, you know I'm a patient man. <laughs> of course. Stop hitting your keyboard. I hit your keyboard all the time. You need to get softer keys because your keys are loud. It's like tick, 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 tick. Stop. It's not a typewriter. It's annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying. Uh, that's Seth, the producer of the Taz Show. Uh, well, the lead producer. He, The regular producer is Dennis Jones, uh, the lumberjack, who we haven't heard on the show for a couple of days. And there's, you know, uh, as I said, there's a lot of changes going on. And we'll get into more of that next week. There's a lot of changes happening with a lot of different things. So um, uh, I don't know how to explain much more. I'm trying to be vague, Seth. Maybe you can help me as the lead producer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any uh, help? Any help? <laughs> yes. Many change. Well, you said it all, man. Many changes are coming. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is so, the end of the year. We're, we're kind of ramping down because, uh, you know, you, yeah. last couple of weeks of the, of the year are for Taz and the family. And, uh, right. And then come January, we're gonna we're gonna hit them hard. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll be we'll be hitting something. I don't know where, when, or how. But we'll, something will be getting hit in January. I know that much. Correct. Anyway, SmackDown. Uh, this will be the bulk of this bad boy. Will be about SmackDown. Uh, one fall. One fall. Well, what does that mean? One fall. Remember, you guys remember I talked about one fall. Greg Hamilton, the esteemed uh, in-ring announcer for uh, SmackDown brand, and I. I, you know, talked a while back and I kind of said, oh, what is this guy doing this for? You know, I, I tweeted something about him and then, you know, and then, and then him and I communicated, Greg and I communicated and, and it was a thing where I, you know, he was cool, totally respectful guy. And, and, and I, he has this gimmick, as most of you know, where he goes one fall and then the audience, the live audience says one fall with him. Well, it seems like that's gone now. That's done. Um, because he's talking through it now. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if they did that because I brought attention to it or whatever. I, I was having fun with it, in essence, because I understand um, I understand what's important as an announcer, be it a ring announcer or a color commentator because or a play-by-play. Because at the end of the day, you all fall under announcer role, okay? Even though the play-by-play and color commentators have higher roles. But you're still falling to the same division in the company. Announced talent, it's called. Okay, so <clears throat> I understand what the main goal from the company with announced talent is, and what the main goal of announced talent is not to be. And I'll get into that in a few minutes here in this pod. Um, the thing is, one fall, Greg Hamilton. So he talked through it. He's not doing the pause so the audience can say it with him. Now, Seth, I don't know if I know you were busy tonight. I don't know if you noticed this or not. You might not have. Did you notice this? I didn't, but it's, it's kind of sad that you killed the poor guy's gimmick. It's not nice. I did not kill his gimmick. Stop it. Um, the thing is, I did not. You know, I didn't. I didn't mean to kill his gimmick. I didn't. It's like I really did. I mean, there's been a lot. Listen, bro. Whoops. You know, you've been around my show a long time here. There's been a lot of collateral damage outside of the Taz show because of the Taz show and Taz. This is true. That's a hundred percent. There's been some collateral. There's been some collateral damage people that were affected by my content that I didn't mean to affect people who called the show impromptu that we didn't know we're going to call stuff like that. Um, I, there's been some stuff. So this whole one fault thing, I, I don't know. This could be my fault. Um, <laughs> I hope it's, I hope it's not because I do feel bad, but um, 
I speak my opinion. I give my views, you know, and I just, I know the audience is a vital part of any entertainment show, especially professional wrestling. I get it and I'm all for it. But I also know, what I said a few minutes ago, that what's important to the WWE when it comes to their announcers is one main thing. You need to get the talent over. And the other main thing is you need not to get you over. Okay. You are not the star. So, and uh, as much as the audience might disagree, the audience are not the stars. <laughs> the stars are the, are the guys and girls that are getting paid a lot of money to go out there and get over as best they can and bumping. And those are the wrestlers. So that's the, the, when you're an announcer there, you know, even as a former wrestler, former world champion, doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, the stars are the talent. The announced talent are not the stars. Therefore, if you have a gimmick and it's getting over and it's working like Greg Hamilton has or had, um, yeah, they let it go for a good amount of time, but then someone must have said or Vince maybe noticed it or who knows, Stephanie or Triple H at one point said, you know what? Uh, the, 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 yeah, it's cool that people are reacting to it, but um, we're not here to get over ring announcers. We're here to get over the talent. You know, and then there are a lot of fans that would say, well, it's just part of the show, people having fun. And I know people having fun. Um, but the end game, the end game, E-N-D, end game for the company is they need to get the talent over. They don't need a spotlight on their ring announcer. And that's nothing. That's not me taking a shot at, at Greg Hamilton. I don't know Greg Hamilton. I've communicated with him offline a little bit. He seems like a, a quality guy, and, and he's, he's good at what he does. And and you know what? In a week, no one will think about one fall. You'll just realize he's a good good in-ring announcer. Um, that's how it goes. I mean, that's just – I know it might seem a little – sound mean or it might sound like, you know, ah, well, the company, they're just, they're just trying to, uh, you know, uh, spoil everybody having a good time. And No, that's, that's not true. I, I Look, I'm hard on WWE a lot, but – in that regard, if someone said that, I, I have to disagree. I mean, WWE, from uh, Vince McMahon down, they, their goal is to, to for the audience in-house and the audience home to enjoy themselves, have a good time. But if, again, I'm not, I don't have proof of this. It's just my feeling or view maybe on this. Uh, if they feel like a guy who's not bumping, who's who didn't pay dues in that regard and who's not, not a worker, not a wrestler, is starting to get over more what his line than maybe one of the wrestlers' lines. Well, that's gonna. It all it needs to do is is tick off one person, and then they say, "Look, we don't think Greg needs to do this because it's like getting a little bit out of hand here. This guy's getting over, and that's great, but for what? We're not making money off him. You know, that's what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's about they they want people to get over, but they want to make money on who gets over. And you know what that's called? Good business. That's called good business. And, and, you know, fans get hung up sometimes. And you get so involved with the programming you're watching on TV and following on social media and you're wrestling fans for so many years that you feel like you're really part of the show, even if you're home. And you should feel like you're part of the show because you're part of the growth because without the audience, without the fans, there is no company. We know that. But there's that fine line where the company will will, you know, they're trying to get you to, to spend money on buying tickets, being entertained in no particular order, buying merchandise and all this other good stuff. So they feel like they know what's best for you. They know what's best for me. They know what's best for us. That's how the mindset is. And honestly, that's how it should be. Uh, it's their company. It's Vince's company. It's his family's company. And and I listened closely and Greg Hamilton, I didn't hear him do it the whole night. So, um, you know, and I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't have a good time. I'm not saying the company wants you to have a bad time. But they want to get over the guys and girls that they're paying a lot of money to to get over. The ones that, that are working and bumping and sacrificing their bodies. That's who they want to get over. That's who they want to get over. I promise you that. I promise you that. Now, Seth, from a fan perspective, you, you know, do you agree with this? you disagree? I'm just curious what you think. You guys are a bunch of joy killers, really. At the end of the day, <laughs> you mean that seriously? You think <laughs> no, so? I don't feel strongly about it either way. It does seem like, um, 
you know, the, the smart fans are trying to, you know, change the way the show's going, trying, you know, like an NXT, we're rooting for the heels. I'm sorry, rooting for yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know... The Madoffs. The Madoffs, yes. And the, the, and the Happy Jacks, yes. yeah. It, the hap- Look at you. I, yeah. yeah, I don't... I, as a fan, I'm an old school fan, so I just want to watch. I don't care what the fans do. You know, it's fun sometimes when they do stuff, you know, and the yes and the you sucks, and that's kind of fun. It's But... Uh, this stuff doesn't bother me and it, with the the one fall uh, it's not a big deal though too i mean you're really breaking it down because you're like you know pulling the curtain you know for me watching yeah. it's, it's well, funny it's like whatever it doesn't matter yeah um yeah man I, you know i i got to the point where i got used to it it's just like a couple times when greg would do it it did jump out to me and i'm like wow this is like i mean it's like the whole building saying it and it's great if there's a way that they could, you know, like, um, i trying to give you an example. <sighs> okay. Uh, my man, Mr. Kennedy Anderson, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Kennedy, you yes. know, when he, when he did, when he did his gimmick, you know, it, he's a wrestler. It was his idea. And, and the company accentuated it and it got over the whole ring announce thing for, with the mic drop and, and, uh, on the rampway, this is before TNA, obviously, this is in WWE. Yep. And he would do the whole, Mr. Kennedy! And do the pause, the pause, the pause, Kennedy! Yeah, I loved you it. You know, it's great. Everybody loved it. What's not to love? It's awesome. And I got to tell you, I, I kind of did that on one of those. When I was coming up as a commentator, I was goofing around on the air on one of those shows. I kind of think I might have got hacked on that. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I did that. But but I, I I don't think by Kennedy I shouldn't say that I just you know anybody well let me just take that all out of the podcast wait a minute, this is a podcast what the hell? this is a podcast no so start over no hey everybody I, that was like a, a, a hey what's going on? now that is an old school thing though like the ring announcer saying it a second time so I I didn't invent that I'm not I'm being sarcastic I'm joking around but I did do that on like Jacked or Metal one of those fine shows that we did um, but. But in, in, I did it in an announce booth in Stanford, Connecticut at like 9 in the morning when it looked like we were all ringside live. And I, I might have did it on someone's match. I don't remember who. But anyway, my point is getting off the topic. Kennedy did it, or Anderson, whatever you want to call him. And it got over huge, and that's what it should do. And he's a wrestler. He was, uh, it was part of his character and his gimmick. And that's what it should be. And people had fun with it. You know, when a ring announcer has a gimmick like that. Like, look, in ECW, we had a guy named Joe Gertner. Joe Gertner. Who was ultra-talented. Yeah ultra talented guy very funny guy you know very intelligent guy cornell grad how about that ivy lee jones wow. yeah no one knows that yes mm-hmm. and uh anyway he was very smart very intelligent dude very creative guy very very funny guy and and he was an announcer but he also was a manager and so once in a while he'd take bumps and he had the neck brace and he was part of the show he wasn't just a ring announcer but even if it wasn't, he just stayed a ring announcer, and he had the, the gimmick and the shtick. You know, in ECW, we were a full show. Like, our show was, you didn't know what was going to happen. They just wanted things to get over. Paul, I should say. Wanted things to get over because just to have people have a good time as much as possible. Because we didn't have the resources and and from, you know, production equipment to TV penetration to money the guys making tons of money you know, on, on the roster. So if someone was getting over as a ring announcer and people having a good time, hey, so be it. Let's freaking roll with it. That's how it was. You know, it was very loose and organic. And then Paul would be like, all right, this click, Gert is working. Let's do it. Boom, let's roll with it. WWE's a little different. It's uh, a, a zillion times more structured. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so so that right there is, is a big part of it. It's a zillion times more structured. There's a lot more rules, right? You know, there's a lot more guidelines. It's it's a corporate, publicly traded company, so it, I'm not comparing it to what we did in ECW, you know. Oh, but I'm just giving an example of a character. You know what I mean, dude? Yes, I understand. Okay, that's great. So, so, but I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, you know, talk about that for a second because I noticed that uh, it didn't fall. You know, speaking of that, before I go on, you make a very good ring announcer. You know, you would. Do like that carnival. Hey, everybody. Welcome to SmackDown. <laughs> yes. Give me one and time. Give me a line. hooray. That was that's your gimmick. That should be your tagline. And hooray. And then do the Mr. Kennedy. Pause, pause. 
Hooray! <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been great. Yes. That would have been All awesome. right. Uh, so, anyway, so everybody uh, get out of your uh, seats and give you a warm welcome to Taz. <laughs> T A Z Taz. <laughs> Only one Z. Make sure I'm one Z. Make sure it's one Z. So anyway, that's the deal. Um, what do you call it? So anyway, I, how much of SmackDown? I'm curious before I get rock and roll into. Did you see? I saw all of it. You did. I mean, dude, you. I know you got back uh, <laughs> from the office, back to the casa late. Yes, I. You know, I fast forward through the commercials, and I got that. I got through it. You got the whole system, boy. You are a stud. Uh, um, DVRs are pretty commonplace these days, Taz. Onesie. Wah, wah. Onesie. Wah, wah. So we had more debuts. Onesie. We have more debuts tonight on the old SmackDown. Uh, we had a little, uh, we had some Ruby Riot. We had some Sarah Logan. We had the very talented Liv Morgan. And um, they attacked Naomi backstage and Becky. I mean, just heavy duty beatdown. Um, you know what? I, I don't know what they're up to. I mean, maybe it's. Maybe it's a thing where they're just recharging the whole women's division in both both Raw and SmackDown. Maybe they're getting for Raw Rumble. That's around the blocks. So maybe they can do something like that. You know, that's a lot of women talent that they have. Uh, you know, they, that they they had like what's how many girls would that be? Six girls, right? That came from. Well, you can't count Paige. She wasn't really in NXT. She was just right. I guess getting back in ring shape, but at the Performance Center and all that stuff. But um. But yeah, I mean, seeing Ruby Ride, who I'm a big, huge fan of, and Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, they, these girls are awesome. And um, then they came out later on and attacked uh, Charlotte. Uh, you know, during her Naomi match. first. Yeah. No, I, I said that. I said that. I said Naomi and Becky. You need to pay attention. Oh, no, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey. Natalia. Natalia first. Sorry. Oh, first. Yes. yes. Natalia in that the match. Vowel at the yes. End. Yes. yes. Wrong Take one. that at the podcast also. Got it. Boom. Okay. Yes. That's correct. Boom. Yes. Boom. So they they and then they had you know before they attacked Charlotte they kind of circled the ring, uh, the three girls and then Charlotte was not going to back down and then the numbers caught up to her obviously but it it was good a good piece of business and you know what you have these girls coming in as heels, um, they, they get put on a map asap, you know what I mean and it's good only thing that's I, I I'm starting to wonder <laughs> is there a um. Is there some sort of a connection with with, with Paige from last night? Because I'm thinking it would have been cool if you would have saw Paige, where it's like Paige has a faction of these girls. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that would be badass. And and the thing is, yo, like Shane was talking to Daniel Bryan, and it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. But where's where's Shane going? Yeah, well, yeah, well, well, you said he was going to the hotel, but the thing is, like, but you know what I mean? Like, you're leaving the show. Like that's weird. Like, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I get it. I'm saying we've seen that a little bit. It is a little stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's I'm not job. saying it's your not, job but, is to be there. That's your job. Yes, it's your job. That's your job. But he's a McMahon. He kind of can do whatever he wants. But <laughs> but I do. I do hate. No, but the, the thing, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I, for me, I'm noticing Daniel Bryan, and he was weird during that whole. <laughs> backstage bit there. He was strange. He wasn't saying nothing. And then later on, uh, what the heck was it? It was after the attack again by the three girls, um, probably on Charlotte and Natalia. I think that's when it was, later in the night. And we saw Daniel Bryan walking backstage, and the other backstage interview, the other girl, uh, what's, I don't remember her name, uh, brunette uh, girl. I, I can't tell remember. You. I don't remember her name. Um uh, she approached him and said something to him about, do you have something to say? And he, he goes, yeah, it was weird. And he made like a smirk, and he goes, no comment. And then he got interrupted by, I think it was Kevin Owens, whoever it was. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's something fugazi going on there. Daniel Bryan's in this story here. I wonder if his wife is behind, you know, maybe then the Bella Twin. Who, I don't know. I mean, they, they could do whatever they want. It's a work, right? So, it's a story. We don't know the story. Uh, yeah, it is a story. Uh, well said. So the thing is, the thing is, like, for example, dude, like I was doing the podcast. We did, we jumped on the gimmick and, and, and did the Raw gimmick yesterday. And I talked about, well, uh, Roman Reigns, he's the new IC champ on Raw. And Miz lost. I was throwing a, a fit because Miz lost. And I'm like, well, this guy, Roman Reigns, doesn't need the title, which is true. He doesn't. 
But unbeknownst to me, it's because Miz is going into uh, making a movie and stuff like that. That's that's the, the word on the street. That's the rumors mm. on the internet. Yeah, that he's going to do a movie. That's why they pulled it. So that's cool. I still don't think Roman should be the guy they put it on. He don't need it. I I, I want to see guys like a Samoa Joe with it or something more. Or Finn, you know, guys that need that. They, they really need it because they're so damn good and they're busting their ass. But that's raw. Back on SmackDown, so... Uh, we we don't know where the story's going. They could do whatever they want with these these girls from NXT, with, you know, Ruby Riot and Logan uh, and and Liv Morgan. Um, and I also also cool. with um, yes. with Daniel and Shane, you know, either one of those guys would not surprise me if, if they left at some point. You know, you never know if Shane's going to leave again and do something else, or if Daniel Bryan uh, wants to go wrestle when his contract's up. So who knows if they're yes. you know, angling towards something like that. You don't know, and and you're right. The thing is, there's something going on though with this storyline with these girls because the Daniel Bryan didn't hide it well. Like I think he was silent when Shane was talking when he was leaving the building, and he put it on. If you listen closely, and this is the thing that I spotted. If you listen closely, Shane said to Daniel, "You did a good job," and I'm paraphrasing, hiring the girls from NXT or whatever way he worded it. So that's the company creatively and the writers letting us, the audience, know, okay, just so you guys know, Daniel Bryan's the guy who brought them here, yep. not Shane. Not Shane. So they're letting you know that. And and then Daniel Bryan's the guy that when the backstage interview said, hey, what's the story? He said, hey, it's pretty crazy, whatever he said, no comment. And he wouldn't talk about it. And then he got interrupted, so she couldn't press him for the next question, you know? So I'm just telling oh, you. That's, you that's, you yeah. just made me think of something. Um. Because you used to talk about this. You used to say you, you wanted to see NXT kind of get more involved and step up. And this maybe this is the, you know, could Triple be. H kind of, you know, infiltrating the shows. And this could be like. Well, why can, not? They yep. should. They should have him. They should, he should be the star on SmackDown. He's the star on Raw. He should run him. <laughs> he should just be. Yeah. He should be. He That's should not wave the meant. NXT flag. That's not yeah, what I but was that's saying. That's what they mean. It's not what you meant, but that's what they mean. You know? <laughs> no, I know it's not what you're saying, dude. But, but yeah, it, it it shouldn't be Triple H. It should be Paige. You know, even though she's not in NXT, get her ass on NXT also, and let her be in charge of these girls. Let her run a, a whole. You want to? You want to say, hey, Stephanie? You want to see a woman's revolution? I got one for you. You know, that's what she should be saying. She should be disgruntled and angry, and and uh, you know. But, and you didn't have to see it tonight, but it would have been it would have been good. I don't think they're going that route. Nah. It would have been good. But isn't it weird that they had the same storyline two nights in a row? That's why I'm saying it's there's something fugazi. Yeah. yeah, that's this. That is too too much. And I think either Daniel's involved with that, Brian, or I, you know, because he, yeah, I just can't put my finger on it. You know, and now like I always do on this thing, you know, I, I I'm doing my show. I create just more and more you know conspiracy theories. Um, all right, on that note, I got to go to break. We'll get deeper into uh, into SmackDown. That's what the Bludgeon Brothers debuted. I want to talk about that. Mm. Uh, what's the matter? You, you <laughs> fought? You got a problem? You're good? You're like, no. Nah. What's yeah. that? You don't like the... Bu- oh, we'll get into uh, that. You, right. like, you can tell me. You're, you're just a producer, but I'll listen to you anyway. I appreciate uh, it. We'll talk about the opening promo that Shane McMahon did. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk about the main event, You know what happened with the crazy lumberjack match Jones and what they did with that, and we'll get into that, and then all things. There's a lot to cover. Taz show, sit tight, be right back. We are back here on the Taz Show. Oh, yeah, it's a podcast, full throttle, coming at you. The support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And the beauty of this is Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And you guys know the deal. It's simple. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's very simple. That's the credo. That's what they built this thing on, to make it simple for everybody out there trying to protect themselves when they get a mortgage or refinance the house or whatever it is. Okay, and that's the beauty of it. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently, 
to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz, rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Yes, that's our friends at Rocket Mortgage. All right, let's get back into SmackDown. But first, I have to tell you this, Seth. Mm-hmm. I, uh, while lately, like, yes, I did this, and I'm doing this during this podcast, I keep an unlit stick cigar with me, okay? I don't want to just shout out names of cigars, but I will in this case. It's a nice, I don't know if I should. I mean, wait, I'm giving free pub to cigar companies now, you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's it's more about you and what you like. You want the fans to get to know you better. They, dude, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I think they know me by now, bro. Um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, well, I I, I want to smoke the cigar, and if I smoke now, I'm doing the show. You know, then I'll be coughing like crazy. Damn. I really can't do that. Yeah, it's uh, well for those cigar aficionados out there, it's a. I won't give the name of the company. It's a flying pig. You guys know I like the flying pigs. Thanks to my man Arturo. And by the way, thank you for the gift. Presento, my friend. I appreciate that. It's a flying pig in the shade family. Let's put it that way. You people know. You people. You know what it is, what I'm talking about. Uh, so anyway, um, but I got to get to SmackDown a little bit more here because I didn't talk about the opening uh, segment. And you got to talk wrestling, Seth. Seth, if I don't talk wrestling, you understand people get upset. upset. You understand that, right? Just stick to wrestling. <laughs> yes. Cigars. Yes. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody. I don't want to hear about no football. I want to <laughs> hear that some bitch talk about wrestling. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. That Yankee son bitch talking about that wrestling. Oh man, he funny. That short shit too much. <laughs> what is wrong? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't know about the Tazathon. That might not happen. Mm-hmm. How about that? That's mm-hmm. sad. <laughs> <laughs> Your reaction was money, yeah. but yeah, that might not happen. I'm just letting people know that. All right, let me just. Uh... <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying it might not happen. Uh, you're gonna it's, break a lot of hearts just, out there, I, man. Bro, it, well, they're breaking down studios. There, we got people that are uh, not communicating with from Tess, a business perspective. It's all yes. about the children. Do it for the children. No, the kids. So my kid used to play like youth football and youth little league. It was always like, well, what about the kids, man? It's all about the kids. Yeah, it's all about the kids. Yeah. The people doing the fundraiser for the Little League, they're shaving money. Yeah, it's all about the kids, my ass. Is that a true story? Yeah. Well, I don't want to name people, but I know some people. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? I don't want to get into that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about the task done. I don't know if it's going to happen. Come I'm just on. saying. I, bro, it's not, don't do that. It's not just me. You know that. Like, it's like, it's... <sighs> it's all right, we, we can do like a mini task done. How about a mini one? Mini Tazathon, my ass. Okay, how about that? All right, stop, Mini Tazathon. Come on. You're not much taller than me. Don't be a wise ass. That mini shit. Uh, oh, no, no, um, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Not what I'm, listen I'm a shorter, a shorter. Oh, no, it's not good either. Um, Biggio, listen to me. I, I'm Okay. Mickey Rivers, relax. Okay. Uh, Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson, calm down. Okay. Beep. What I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you here is I don't know. I, I just. If we did a Tazathon, I don't even know where we could do it. And people see the fans think that because they, like I said earlier, about people getting engulfed in wrestling and they're part of the show. I, that happens with my audience, which I love that they feel like they're part of the show because they are. But there are some things that they're not part of because they're not privy to because it's business things. And it's like, well, if I'm going to do a Tazathon, like one, the spot to do it. That's number one. Um, some of the people that were, from a production standpoint, as you know, will be gone or leaving the show soon. That could be happening. And a lot of that is, I don't know how to say it, but a lot of that is not the company's fault. Is that fair enough to say right there? I hate to do riddles, but I'm doing a riddle here. Right or wrong? Right. Okay. So, you know, some people make errors in their work, 
and that and and then they don't do handle things the right way, and then it's that's what happens, and there's nothing that anybody can do to help, you know. But does I think, that sound right? Yeah, but you know, a tassathon would would you know bring it all back together, be a lot of healing. Seth, Seth, you're not listening to me. I'm not trying to have like a creative comedy bit with you. You know the problems with doing a tassathon, especially. We will not have the elements in place that we can do it. Please stop. Stop. Okay. You're playing the KFJ role. Be the douchebag lead producer executive <laughs> that you are. Okay? That's right. Please. No Tazathon. No soup That's for you. That's what I want to hear. That's it. No. Off the board. Strike it from the record. We're not doing it ever. No. So, I don't know, dude. It's the end of the year. And it's just this. And it. And again, this merger thing, people know about it. I've been talking about it at nauseum, but you know, now it's done. The merger happened. Uh, now it's, dude, I mean, without getting too much detail, you're in the daily goings in the company, in the office. Yeah. Please get, tell us about some, explain a little bit, as much as you can. Uh, well, Entercom now took over CBS Radio. They actually flipped a few formats, which means uh, in a couple of big markets, including New York, they changed the station. 92.3. 92.3 is badass. The music, the alternative. Game. I, like, I it. like it. Yeah, me too. Um, we sound actually... like two company jabronis. Yes. You realize that? I'm an Entercomer <laughs> for life. Uh, Yay. <laughs> Hooray <laughs> for Entercom. 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 It is over. You still got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so what else is going on in the office, right? Isn't it like, from what I'm hearing, it's like how many empty de- – there's more and more empty desks every day, right or wrong? Yeah, it's stripped down. Right. And I was – I told you at the big station at WFAN, I had a meeting, and I was down there at CBS Sports Radio and all this stuff. Dude, that looks like a totally different place. They're, there's just – they're adding a lot of folks are going down there, and they're doing a bunch of construction there. We're going it's down craziness. there. craziness. No, I know. I know that. I know that. I'm seeing a lot of people. So there's so much going on, but I know that, um, like you said, flipping formats. Continue. Not about that. I'm going to talk about SmackDown more. Okay, continue. Formats, uh, flipping, radio talk. Yes. Yeah, radio talk. I don't know. There's not much to say yet. That's You said it. You said it all, and you want me to say something. You said everything. You know everything. You're Taz. Ditto. Okay, yeah. so, all right, so... <laughs> I guess I'll just talk wrestling. That's all I know. Stink to wrestling. Shane McMahon starts out. He comes out. He does his promo. And I did a good job on the promo. Um, he had to eat some crow because they lost and all that. And, and I like how he handled it. Shane was very good in his role in this deal here. And then he calls out Kevin Owens and, and Sammy and stuff and, and, and all this jazz. And he's in the, goes into the whole big thing. And Sammy and, and, uh, and Kevin get all over him, right? And I like that. And they were like, you know, you need us, you this and that. And you could tell. You could just tell, like, oh, come on. They're going to go this route here where he's going to go to fire him. I felt it. And I'm like, yep, they did it. But it didn't happen because then Daniel Bryan came out. But one you second. Know, well, you know, Shane McMahon said, uh, you know, we lost, but we proved we are the show. I was like, yeah, it made no that's, sense. That yeah, was really I'm glad bad. You said that. It made no sense. Like, it made uh, no I think, sense. I think he. I think like you, something you complained about is that these these promos are too word for word written and it screws these guys up. Everything is, dude. Yeah. Everything seems so, and that's what I said the other day. When something like Roman Reigns is in the ring with the Miz and, and the Shield, and they go off script a little bit, people love it. Paul Heyman yells at a heckler about I'm not a heckler about a guy getting married and says something witty, and people think it's the greatest thing in the world. I love Paul. Like I said, it was a great line, but it's like that's not that hard to do. Paul be the first to tell you that as long as you're allowed to do it, as long as you have talent, you know? So, so my point is it's not about Paul's promo about what Roman Reigns did. It's, it's about That's what they say about the robot thing. They have these people programmed like robots. And you know, one of the main things, I don't want to get too deep at this because it's off the topic, but one of the main things about being, I might've said this in the past about being a successful sports entertainer, performer, or as I like to call them, fucking wrestler okay <laughs> one of the what the main thing is is about be, being creative okay it's about being creative not just on the mic but in your work rate and all the stuff and ad living on the fly in the ring physically ad living not calling a match bell to bell you know uh, that that's that's the key and, and and getting on the mic 
riffing a little bit. We have an idea of where the promo's got to go, but let's just riff and let's just ad lib and shoot a little bit, work, shoot, have some fun. You don't know what I'm going to say, homeboy. So you're going to react kind of wacky, and imagine how the audience is going to react because they don't know what I'm going to say. So if you don't know what I'm going to say, they don't know what I'm going to say, and it's going to be cool. And then you're going to come back with me, and I don't know what you're going to say, and it's going to be great. I mean, it's just <clears throat> it, 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 people might think, well, that sounds like anarchy. That sounds like there's no structure. That sounds That's not true. Sounds like the it's 90s. Well, that's exactly right. Dude, I remember, man, get, getting off a plane in, in Japan, getting off a plane, and just get, getting driven. I might have told the story like HPM days. I don't remember. You, you have a good memory. You might remember this. And getting in, in my first time in Japan, Narita Airport, we land, and several of the American guys that were on a tour, we had to wait for our flights to get in, and then they had a sponsor from the company, from, from the, the company we worked for in Japan, uh, wait for us, and they had a bus, like a, a small like luxury bus to bring us into Tokyo, which is from Narita with traffic. I, that's been a long time, but it's probably over an hour-and-a-half hour drive-ish, you know, with the traffic and all that stuff, so it's not like around the block. But I remember one of the notable names you guys would know is the, the devil, Kevin Sullivan, was, was on the trip. So, so I remember getting on that little bus, driving, being jet-lagged, being exhausted, my first time in Japan, and then going in the locker room with only English-speaking wrestlers because the Japanese wrestlers were in a separate locker room, and they came out of a separate entrance as we came out of a different entrance, which is called kayfabe. So, <laughs> and I I had to wrestle a guy I'd never met in my life. You know, I, uh, well, no, not that first match. I shouldn't say that. Not for, I, that's incorrect. The first match was against Gypsy Joe, okay, who I didn't know, but he did speak English. But then he beat the your ass before, too. He mm. beat the piss out of me, and then <laughs> and he did he did he kicked the shit out. So famous story. So that old son of a bitch, he was tough as hell. I'll never forget that. But what a good guy. I mean, we became really good friends the next day, and the whole tour. It was like it was like my initiation. I was I was green, so like green there. So I had to pay dues. I was young, but I digress. So what happens is the rest of that tour, I'm getting in the ring wrestling guys, and all of us were. Japanese wrestlers that you never met that don't speak Japan that don't speak English, and you meet in the ring, and that that's how it was. And and it's just you you, you wing it, you ad lib, you know to finish, and, and you do your thing. I worked for New Japan uh, for several tours uh, back then too, and and it was the same way in New Japan. I remember wrestling Jushin Thunder Liger, and I told you guys I wrestled him on his birthday in his hometown, and it's a small town somewhere. I think I could have sworn it was near Osaka. I don't remember, and I'm like. Okay, at that time, that was the heyday of Liger. And I'm wrestling him in his hometown on his birthday. I got a feeling I'm going to lose the match. And um, <laughs> I don't Maybe. think the office wants me to win. And, bro, I mean, it was a long match, dude. It was long, and it was it had to be, gee whiz, it had to be uh, close to, I don't know, 25, 20 minutes, whatever the hell it was, close to 30 minutes. And most of the match was me beating the hell out of him and then he got his comeback and beat me in the finish. I mean, but we never met. You know, I, we didn't meet. I mean, we didn't talk. He, he I couldn't, he, I didn't understand Japanese. He spoke very limited English. I, I didn't even know what the guy looked like. He kept the hood on. And then, you know, I mean, I saw they were on a bus near us when we were leaving the Japanese bus and there's the American bus. I, I, I was on a tour with the guy for four weeks in Japan. I, I, if he walked up to me in the street, I wouldn't know where he is if he didn't have that friggin' mask on with the horns. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I That's what kayfabe was. You didn't talk. You didn't, you know, that's a lot. So what does that have to do with it today? Well, you, Seth, when you said about, uh, you said about Shane, about the promo, like it seems scripted. No one's allowed to be natural anymore in that company. And I'm exaggerating when I say nobody. That That's not true. But Triple H is, he's allowed to be. He's allowed to be wherever he wants to be. You know, he can do whatever he wants. Um, but, but you know, Vince trusts him, just do whatever he wants. You know, that's why when The Rock comes back every once in a while and he gets on the mic and kind of does what he wants and shoots a little bit, it pisses people, pisses people off backstage like Vince and stuff, you know. Or he might shoot or something like that. Like he just, That's why he's great at what he does because he just riffs. That's what you got to do. Um, but Shane's promo... They come off a little written. I like the promo. I didn't dislike it. 
But um, I get your drift. You know, I yep. mean, you, you as a fan, you remember those, like you said, the nineties. That's how it was, right? That's why. That's one of the reasons why it was so successful. Yeah. No, I know totally, man. And um, but Daniel Bryan, when he comes out, he kind of saves the day uh, for Kevin Owens and Sammy for getting fired and. Um, and basically, you could tell where they were going to go with this. That I, I could tell anywhere that he was going to put them in a lumberjack match, and that's what he did. It seemed very obvious. And they've done this, like the booking, like it's like we've seen this in wrestling, especially in WWE, like for ages. You know, like when the when someone has when someone has heat with the locker room, like the character, or the heat with uh, with the office or whatever, it's either a lumberjack match or a gauntlet match. Oh yeah, that's the pay your dues match, the gauntlet match. That's what people don't realize. I'm not kidding you either. So I, I can tell right there with the lumberjack match. No harm, no foul, no big deal. Whatever. Um you know I I thought um uh I thought the whole segment was good with all four guys, you know, with Shane, uh Daniel Bryan, uh you know, Kevin Owens and Sammy. Sammy's Sammy funny. um he's funny man. Sammy's great dude. His promo work's been great. See that's the thing I always say about being a heel man. When you're a heel you can just be you. And it just, and he could, he is just kicking ass as a heel for sure. Uh, I enjoy it. Two other guys who kicked ass big time. Uh, this was more of a, to be frank, a squash. I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers on uh, <coughs> the Hype uh, Brothers, uh, the bro, you know, the Hype Boys, the Hype Bros, you know, uh, Ziggler and, uh, Zig, not Ziggler, what the hell am I saying? What am I drunk? Ziggler, not Ziggler. It's, uh, Zack Ryder, my boy, Zack Ryder. Right, you know, the kids, he's a little kid, and Mojo, uh, the the Mojo. Uh, he played football Wally. at Maryland, didn't he? I yeah, no, he played football. I think to, he did. I think he check. did play football at University of Maryland Terps. Anyway, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. You know, the gimmick is what they kind of been showing you in the vignettes. Um, both these guys can work. They're both obviously huge guys. Physical guys, very intense. Uh, I thought Harper looked a little more muscular than I'm used to seeing him. He definitely's been spending some time in the weight room um, and eating better. You know, you could just tell from his physique, the gimmick, the character, like the clothing they were wearing, the tights. It looked, it screamed very. You're right, thank you, dude. You're right. You're good. Yeah, Maryland. You're right. Okay, thank you. So uh, the thing is, uh, I couldn't remember his name. I know he played where he played football. Um, I should be doing sports radio. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, his name was Dean so, uh, Mutad Hadi. I can't say it. Mutadi. Dean Mutadi oh, really? was his name. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, met him once. Nice guy, good guy, solid guy. Um, anyway. Bludgeon Brothers, the character, the gimmick they're wearing, like that that burgundy with the black, it looked very like very old school WWF. Like you know, Seth, like when you'd watch like the wrestling challenge on Saturday mornings, they did all the squash matches, like the that style, the seamstress, whoever it was, like it's like it looked like that stuff. Like it, like when doesn't Kane, work. You know, Kane first started. Yeah, it doesn't just, work. Yeah, for me, it's not anyway. the end of the world, you know. I, I like know. the guys. The guys are great. They're big monsters, but all, just they're, they're trying too yeah. hard with this stuff, man. The character, they're trying too hard. <sighs> I mean, it's like you know, it, it, you're putting the, the sledgehammers in the aisle way, and like what? Let okay, let's leave the sledgehammers and take our jackets off right in the aisle way. That's <laughs> what the creative team came up with. Like that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, I don't like it. Like I'm just saying, like it just doesn't. You know, but yet when the bell rang, they brought it like you know they can. Of course, and they were fast, aggressive, big, mean. They ate up the hypes. I mean, the hype boys, uh, hype brothers. It was like you know, not a good night for them. Um, it was, yeah, it was, um, yeah. It just, I, I feel like it was yesterday that we saw Mojo on the Talk and Smack show, ta uh, small Talk and Smack uh, post gimmick they did. Um, and Mojo was saying if a Zach got hurt, we had to Zach hurt. It seemed like yesterday. He's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a singles guy now, a singles wrestler, and and a lot of people thought they were going to put the rocket on this guy, and it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen. It just didn't work out for him. You know, again, I talked about opportunities. So you got that one opportunity, you know, where other guys, namely Triple H, over many years got plethoras of opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's what I mean about opportunity. So like, I'll remind you guys of things I say and why I say them, you know. So did you, you follow me on that there? Kid? I do. Yeah, I thought he was okay. going to get that opportunity too. Like He did the whole uh, battle royal he won and everything. That's right. He had a little opportunity, but it's like it didn't click, and then they stopped. See, that's the problem. Yeah, they give you the opportunity. But you got to give me more than one opportunity because, like I said the other day, when because when I screw it up, I, I need no chance. I mean, that happens, <laughs> you know, in the wrestling business when you do so many matches and you you know, one opportunity is not enough. I want to get all the opportunities all the other guys that you push to the moon got. <laughs> no one talks about those opportunities, but it's a shoe, uh, as they say in the wrestling business. You well, know what I mean, like to your point uh, before, yeah. back in the in the nineties, you guys got to make your own opportunities. You know, in a well, sense, yes. where you got to speak, yes. you know, in a... That's right. It makes me think about, you know, Chris Jericho and WCW. He told a story where he just started making his own storylines. He just got his own Absolutely. bodyguard and he just did it all, all his own. And Bischoff's like, yeah, do whatever you want. And he did. I didn't know that, but that doesn't surprise me. But that's awesome. See, that's... There you go. I mean, Chris is the type of guy who's going to find a way to make it work. And he did. See? So, you know, but when you're from that era, like you do, you know, you make it work. You know, like you make it work. Because you're given a, a lot of a, a long leash and you're given a lot of opportunity, and that's the key. I'm sure if Mojo had more opportunity, it would have worked. They don't give you a long, a lot of opportunity, and there's a lot of programming to fill, a lot of programming to fill. But you know, they they screw guys up, and I'm going to get into two guys, especially one guy <laughs> that they screwed up tonight, which I'm saving for the end, towards the end of this podcast. I'll get to that in a second. AJ Styles, okay. Um, I thought it was cool. They showed Paul him and put him over on uh, the social media gimmick. And then AJ cut a really good promo. And then Jinder on the screen, all that. Clash of the Champions. They're going to work with each other. He's putting his rematch clause in, uh, whatever, the whole nine yards. I, I, I was cool with the whole thing. I, I like the whole segment. I like the Singh brothers attacking AJ from behind. The dark. It came out of nowhere. You forgot about the Singh brothers. Uh, you know, Jinder's watching from the big Tron. I, I like the whole segment. I thought it was cool. Um, this is the, the thing I didn't like, really didn't like. The Lumberjacks, before they went to break, they played a generic SmackDown music, and here come the Lumberjacks. They come walking down the ring. And who's the first Lumberjack? Nakamura. Okay, let me get this straight. Let, let me get this straight. So we got a guy like Nakamura, who's a huge star, where he was in NXT. We pushed him. He has arguably the greatest entrance in the company um, next to another guy who was a lumberjack named Bobby Roode, who has maybe the greatest entrance in the company, and neither of these guys got their entrance. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what the frick is going on here? You know, they're walking out to this, and they shouldn't even be in the match. Nakamura is too big of a star. Bobby, they shouldn't, they're getting pushed too much, or they were getting pushed to be out there like that. They shouldn't be out there like that. I think the argument would be that they were in, that they were in the main event at Survivor Series and that the Kevin and I know Sammy that. missed them I up. I know they were. I know that. But they needed to have a more prominent feel. Let them have an entrance, each of them. Play Nakamura's entrance and trail it into the break. The other lumberjacks will be coming out, you know, and then and then you you know, you see them and then and then maybe finish it with Bobby Roode gets his entrance. He comes out. And then you get, and I know it sounds weird giving a lumberjack an entrance, but hey, they got screwed. And the company's mad at, at Owens and Sammy. Everybody's mad at Owens and Sammy. That was the threat of the show. Well, then g give these guys their entrance. Give, if you're going to put them there as lumberjacks like jabronis, that, that then, then give them their star power movement. And they didn't do that. They didn't. I understand what you say about the argument. <laughs> well, the argument's wrong. Okay, how about that? So, you know, okay. there you have it. Okay, wait, wait to stick to your conviction, Seth. <laughs> yes, so, I was wrong. That's it. Taz is right. All right, anyway, the end. So that's really it. Yeah, that's it. The end. That's the end of the, of, of this particular podcast. So I, I think I went into everything I need to get into here with the SmackDown, right? Um, I mean, which one? What more do I got to do? Uh, Jay Uso versus Shelton Benjamin. No, I, there's nothing I need to say about it. That's why I know I, I don't do. Listen, bro. You listen to too many wrestling podcasts. I don't go, man. All right, so then this match happened, and then this guy did this. No. No, dude, that's not what I do here. Right. No. no, I like I like the match. Uh, I thought it was a good match. You talk about it then. Go ahead. 
I thought it was a really good match. You know, I thought Shelton Benjamin, <laughs> he's, he's a veteran, and he, he was in really great shape. <laughs> he is in really great shape, and it was a good match. Shelton won the match, as we know. You know, I, I you know, not that it was a bad match, just that if if I have no problem with what happened in the match, it didn't move. But you. if I can't sink my if I can't sink my teeth in something, no big deal. It doesn't mean it was bad. It's just I, I I don't have nothing to say about it. But you want me to talk about? It. Don't forget about Shelton. That don't. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Okay. Nothing. I, and, and you know I love Benjamin Shelton. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> you know the story. Right? <laughs> yes. I said it a few times. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Dixie, line three. Dixie, line three. All right, so <laughs> that's the deal. Um, anyway, so we will um, – what is this? This podcast will be dropping uh, – well, it'll be Wednesday, basically, you know, late, late Tuesday night. Yes. Then, next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving. So uh, there'll be no show, no podcast on Friday. There's a slim chance, should I say it, Seth? I don't know, dude. Oh. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> okay. Like, you let it be a surprise. <laughs> All right. Hooray. On that note, I hope everybody enjoyed this edition of the Taz Show. Uh, Seth Lee, producer of uh, Entercom. I I saw that you had a. Uh, oh um, boy. You yeah. I'm not going to get into detail. But there was something <laughs> on social media that said congratulations to Seth and and I uh, not on social media. It was something like a. a I don't care. I'll say it. LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, yeah, my, my company and, changed names. Am I supposed to leave my old company name on there? Am I supposed to change no, it? And then I and then tell people what I, what I sent you because you can send uh, like an internal message. Yes, you sent me a private a, message. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up so I can make sure I say it exactly right because I couldn't paraphrase. LinkedIn said congratulations to 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 uh, Seth on his new yeah. position with Entercom. So Taz said, Taz said, congratulations on your new position, jobber. <laughs> And to which I, did you see what I wrote you back? I wrote you back. I did. I did see what you wrote back. So I'm going to frame this and hang it up on the wall. It's good stuff. Don't hang it up on those walls because they're moving. That's true. Um, but I'll take it with you. So uh, on that note, we're done. All right, guys. Look, hope you enjoyed this edition of the Taz Show. Uh, make sure you spread the show, like the show, share the show, do whatever you want to do with the show. Um, and that's the dealio. I might do a little Facebook Live during the day or something on Friday or Saturday. It might be a little pop-up surprise or Rooney on the Facebook Live. Just come out there and talk to you people. You know what I mean? So, uh, so that's the deal. Seth, are we good here? You good? Anything else you want to say, sir? Good night. Uh, good afternoon. Good night. Good moment. Good good, uh, good riddings. Good everything. Good podcast. All right. For, for, for that's it. Good podcast. All right, guys. Look, thank you again for the support uh, and hanging in with us while we're bouncing all over the place. I'm Taz. You're not. For Seth, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal. Play ball. That's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page. But these likes on my and getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let